by Magic Financing featuring Mago the Magician. They can help you get auto financing for anything in business for over 32 years. Magic Financing is dedicated to customer satisfaction. If you've got credit issues, they have the answer. No matter what your profile is, they can help. They work with people who have fair, bad, or just terrible credit, repayment history, as well as people who have no money down. That's right, no money down. They're located at 6385 North Federal Boulevard with a great auto inventory. Give them a call at 303-298-1155. That's Magic Financing. Features Mago the Magician. They're open Monday through Friday until 8 and Saturday till 7. Check them out. That's Magic Financing. Call them today at 303-298-1155. Tell them you heard about it here at KUHSDenver.com. Also visit us at www.magicfinancing.com. Yes, magicfinancing.com. They are the sponsors of the show here on the council. Welcome, everybody. Here we are on March 6th uh, together again on uh, KUHS, the stream. We're broadcasting live out here in Colorado and all the way to across the nation and around the world. Uh, we're bringing some of the best programs, music, VDJs, all around to the world and all around to you. And so I just want to thank uh, magicfinancing.com for their sponsorship of the show. It, uh, if you need a car in Colorado, you need a used car, brand new car, these guys are the place to go. Just ask for Maurizio. They've been taking care of our family for decades, uh, getting us the cars that we need when we need it. If you're having troubles with finance, <clears throat> they'll help you. They'll help you to get a car. So, All right. Uh, Today we're uh, we're gonna have a special show on uh, to eat or not to eat. That is the question. Definitely eat. <laughs> I definitely think eating, eat? eating's a good thing. Yeah. I think eating's a probably a pretty good thing. <laughs> Usually, yeah, um, for the most part. <laughs> you know, and it's so interesting. Sometimes, <laughs> but there's like this trouble right now in the in today's world where we're not able to like differentiate between what's good food and what's bad food. And there's so it's many things so that are coming in. So annoying and frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really really frustrating. And I haven't had a chance to introduce to you my guest yet. Uh, but I talk too much. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, is, uh, Nikki Burnett is a functional nutritionist and works with ambitious professionals to help them to overcome their hidden barriers to both health and success. And what many people don't realize is that there's a challenge such as chronic stress, brain fog, low energy, and stubborn chronic issues frequently have their roots in unhealthy foods and unknown inflammatory conditions. And Nikki helps people to tailor their food to their unique biochemical makeup and lifestyle needs so that they can feel great, thrive, and do more of what they love. And functional it's nutrition, want, right? which it's totally all what we want. <laughs> I mean, we can't, you think that people would, uh, you know, we all want more love, we want more energy, want more vitality in life. Yeah. And a lot of times uh, we get so bogged down by the foods that we eat because there's so much processed foods and there's so many things that that, that are claimed and block to be it. healthy. Yeah. yeah, they're like this processed food is healthy for you. <laughs> yeah. Eat it. <laughs> that great marketing that they <laughs> yeah. do for yeah. it, right? Yeah. And so you know, we want to know today. We're talking um, about foods and and the things that we eat. And <laughs> and Nikki, if you could just share a little bit about uh, your background and uh, you know. What led you to the work that you do today? 
I always I, I, people ask me that a lot, and over the time or, or over the years, I'm like, well, I, really, it's just God <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to college. Um, I was animal science major, had my master's degree in animal science, reproductive physiology. So always been this um, just big time animal person, mm-hmm. animal advocate, which really does lead me into nutrition now. Um, and the way animals are treated. Sorry, I'm trying to fix my Facebook Live. It's not working very well <laughs> it's for me. It, yeah, it's, it's shrinking. It's shrinking. It's um, going down. It's moving. <laughs> it's falling. All right. So I'm going to turn you off. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. <laughs> so we'll just do it this way. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, don't want to be distracted. So, um, you know, so animals have a big part of our nutrition, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. And they should. Okay. And so we'll get more into that. But um, you know, one day, or one day, there was, I don't know what the event was, you know, all my life, you know, I'm like anybody, I diet and I, you know, do the yo-yo dieting and mm-hmm. I d- tried all of the diets. It's ridiculous. And by the way, I hate the word diet. Diet's mm-hmm. not, it's a four letter word. It's, it's not fun. It's, it's a four it's letter word. Not, it's not a good word. Do not word. say that four letter word. <laughs> I, I mean, we're talking about it today, but you know, <laughs> yeah. use it at your discretion. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, so, well, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about why there are maybe diets and why most of it really just is lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, I, there was a time when I just started researching and for whatever reason, you know, for my own diet and I just didn't stop, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So, you know, post-grad school, um, grad school or all of college was Taco Bell and Dr. Pepper. I say that pretty much <laughs> to everybody all the time because it's true. That's uh-huh. what I lived on and riding horses. It was amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was so much fun. Well, we did the same thing. We lived off Taco Bell I mean, <laughs> and uh, Arby's. We would have Arby's or <laughs> McDonald's. You know, we used to get those when we were in high school. We used to get like the cheeseburgers. They would have like cheeseburgers for like five. You can get like five for like two bucks yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. And yeah. then we thought, this uh-huh. is great. I yeah. love it. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> Yeah, that bothers me a lot now. Yeah, yeah, until later, and the body's like, uh-uh. Because uh-huh. they can literally, it's like at a tipping point, right? And so you can go and go and go, and then it says, okay, dude, I'm done. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <coughs> um, and pardon me, I have a cold. But um, I just started studying. So really, I've been studying nutrition on my own for 25 years. Wow. Um, but during that time, I was in the medical world. I sold surgical devices. I sold pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. I um, sold uh, medical equipment. I was kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so, um, which it was good, and it gave me a really good background of the medical industry. So it was, you know, I don't know, 15 years or more, mm-hmm. however, I don't even know, 20 that um, that I worked in the medical world. So, you know, one day I just thought, I'm over this. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been studying nutrition and loving it, and people would come to me, and I would, I would think, well, I think I know what I'm talking about because, you know, I can Google and I can, you know, research a little mm-hmm. bit. I know how to do a little research, but I don't truly know what's right and what's, what's not right. Mm-hmm. And so I just told my husband, it's like, I'm going back to school, and he said, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I have to. I yeah. didn't have a choice. I need to know what this is and what it's all about. And it's really led me down this really cool path of, you know, moving into functional nutrition and being a part of this this functional medicine mm-hmm. world that that is really starting to create um, pushback on the conventional, which mm-hmm. is what we need. You know, we have an amazing acute care system. Mm-hmm. We have a really rough, at best, chronic care system Mm -hmm. and that's what functional medicine and functional nutrition is all about Mm -hmm. it's about let's look at the root cause let's find out what's going on 
why it's happening to the best of our ability, mm-hmm. then go after that. Let's not cover up symptoms. Let's not just address symptoms. Let's not say, okay, I have joint pain. Let's give you some Advil. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. even I have joint pain. Let's take some turmeric, right? Because yeah. turmeric yeah, yeah. is a natural anti-inflammatory, the curcumin, curcumin component in it. We have to know why, mm-hmm. and that's that's my job is asking why, mm-hmm. always, no matter what the situation is. I want to dig and dig and get as deep as I possibly can into finding the answer. Well, I think that's so important, and especially when you're doing your own health and learning to try to figure out what makes me feel good, what makes me don't feel good. You know, yeah. and I think that, and sometimes, and I think we don't recognize that our genetic uh, predetermination, the things that we were born with, that we came, that our ancestors brought with them and then in some of the places that they grew they were um, that they came from mm-hmm. actually influence our diet mm-hmm. actually you can have certain things in your diet that if you're not putting it in your diet you're not able to get the 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 energy the vitality mm-hmm. that is part of your own body and your own system right now but with all these different diets today nikki it's just it seems like there's i mean there's a vegan diet there's a paleo diet there's a keto diet there's i mean it's like people it, it, it's like we have a war against food i mean <laughs> yeah. it seems to me it's like we're just crazy here i mean we're like trying to, everybody's trying to get this perfect s- system but it seems like we're doing it the wrong way or are there really justifiable reasons for for what you know, why these diets are coming up. Yeah, I think there are justifiable reasons, but mm-hmm. then we as humans take it and we make it our own, mm-hmm. right? And so um, n- now to get to kind of what I believe to be diet versus lifestyle, mm-hmm. I believe diets are therapeutic. I think the vegan diet can be a therapeutic diet mm-hmm. for a period of time. I don't believe it's a long-term lifestyle. I think you can be damaging. I think that you don't get some of the micronutrients that you need. Um <laughs> well, with, me. with a vegan diet, you can you don't <clears throat> excuse me, you don't get an, enough protein, so you're not getting the omega threes. You're not getting you're omega threes, B twelve, B twelve, yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. You don't get good iron. You don't get good heme iron. Yeah. Um, you can get non heme iron, but it's not as absorbable. So you can get iron from vegetables, mm-hmm. but it's not as well absorbed as a heme iron that would come from say a you know a steak, yeah. something like that, which is very important, especially for women who are in their menstruation age um there are a lot of women who are anemic because they're they're vegan wow wow i didn't know that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so you can actually become anemic uh, uh, with with low iron that's Mm -hmm. being anemic Mm -hmm. and because you're vegan you Mm -hmm. can really be have a propensity for that Mm -hmm. wow yeah so they can create a lot of problems you know if you're low in b12 the only place you can get b12 is from meat or from your microbiome Mm. so your microbiome will produce b12 if it's working properly and mm-hmm. if it's healthy, right? And so um, if if it's not, you're probably not getting good B12. And that can create all kinds of junk, mental and emotional disorders, health disorders. I mean, it's just, yeah, we have to have these micronutrients. They're there for a reason and they're in food for a reason. And I'll tell you, when I went to nutrition school, mm-hmm. I was vegan. No, you were. <laughs> I was. Wow. I, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. That's- I was, I was vegetarian for five years uh-huh. and then went back on eating meat again. I had some my own health issues and thought, okay, maybe it's because I'm not eating meat. And I wasn't a great vegetarian. This was early on before I really knew, you know, mm-hmm. what I was doing. But I didn't eat meat, right? Yeah. Um, and then I started eating meat. And then I don't mean to get into this whole story, but I wanted to try out the vegan diet. It was more of an experiment. Right. My dad um, was having some issues, and he read this book, um, and it was – this, this doctor who says that being vegan is the best way to go, and it's kind of right. based around the China study, if you know anything about the China mm-hmm. study. And so what ended up happening 
was I was vegan for a year, went to school, saw the data, mm-hmm. because I love data, and I'm like, wait, this data tells me <laughs> that we should not be vegan. Right. So I started eating meat again, and what it really boils down to is biochemical individuality. Some people need more protein, some people need less protein, but we are meat eaters. Yeah. Even if it's a little bit, that's just how we're built. Yeah. And I ended up doing my thesis on um, fat and cardiovascular disease mm-hmm. and the vegan diet, and it was all based around this book. Mm. So the great thing about this, going back to being vegan, uh, and I wish I could, I mean, I could do a whole show about this in and of itself, but what ended up coming of it is vegan Doing it properly is lots of vegetables, right? Mm -hmm. So it's anti-inflammatory. So Mm -hmm. if you need a really serious anti-inflammatory diet, you've got massive cardiovascular disease that um, that maybe you're not able to, that's not controlled, mm-hmm. that um, the doctor, which is kind of what these patients who are in the study, mm-hmm. 11 of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All 11. <laughs> All 11, something like that, yeah. Um, but they were at that yeah, end, right. you know, the doctor said, there's nothing more we can do. Go, go make your plans yeah. with your family and sit in your rocking chair. So he took on these patients and he did lots of things. Some I agree with, some I didn't. But mm-hmm. he put them on a vegan diet and and also severely low fat. Yeah. Not a good thing. But point is, you there there is some therapeutic benefits to it yeah. if you're doing if you need some really intense anti-inflammatory diet. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that very well, but you know what I mean. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I do like it for a period of time. I really do. Well, you know, and I think it's what it's so interesting <laughs> is that it, it um, when you were talking about how we need to eat meat uh, and the things that, and, and again, it, I, I allow people to have a choice. You got to have a choice about what, where you want and how you want to eat, but you got to know the pros and cons about things. You mm-hmm. got to know what's the benefits and what's the deficiencies, and, and to be able to make sure that you're meeting that as a requirement for your own health. You have to supplement. Yeah, if that's you your have choice, to you have to supplement. You have to yeah. know what to supplement and when to supplement. And really, if you're not looking as deep as your genetics and your your mm-hmm. health, the health of your microbiome, and all of these other things. You don't really know if you're supplementing properly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's really interesting. It's super fun and geeky. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you know, and and so when people have uh, when I when I when I hear about people being uh, it, it vegan and and, uh, and just vegetarians and all this, and I have this one experience that always brings me back to what's the truth? What's the truth about mm-hmm. our history? And I was in the military. Mm-hmm. And we did what was called, I went to the academy, and we did the sur- survival training, Siri. Uh, it's called Siri, Survival, Evasion, Resistance, and Escape. Mm-hmm. And during that time, we had to learn how to survive off of the land for, tw- for eight days. Mm-hmm. And we, we didn't have grocery store. Mm-hmm. We didn't have uh, the conveniences of mm-hmm. life. We had to learn how to live off the land and what we could eat and what we couldn't eat, what plants were good for us to eat and mm-hmm. what could kill us. What uh, what berries we could eat and what could kill us, <laughs> and all of a sudden, yeah. and how to be able to procure water, and what I ended up, and all of a sudden, this day two, you're hungry, and you don't care. You look at a a grasshopper, and it doesn't it looks disgusting yeah. beforehand. All of a sudden, it looks good, yeah. or an ant, and you learn how to get those kinds of proteins. And what I recognized is is that at our core, 
we're predators. Mm -hmm. We are predators. And, and that's one of the hard things that people don't want to admit or don't want to acknowledge. Well, go ahead and watch one of those discovery shows where they're out naked in the woods and doing their survival, and you'll learn. Mm -hmm. Now, understanding that, we do need to have those kinds of those proteins and those meats. Mm -hmm. And so that helped me to understand that, and once you, that it's not a sin to kill for food. No. It's not a sin to kill it's for food. It, and, and so I have, with my background in animal science and my just massive love for animals. Yeah. Um, and I love animals, too. I want to yeah. make sure. We, oh, yeah. yeah. There's a respect there. Yeah. Because, and this, this goes back, those, this goes into the conventional versus the pasture-raised animals. Mm -hmm. So these animals that are put here, I believe that we're put here to care for them. We mm -hmm. give them what they need. We, we take care of them. We appreciate them. We love them. We don't put them in lots where there's no food and feed them food that they, they're not supposed to eat and shoot them up with, you know. Hormones. All, and, all of the things that, yeah. yeah. Steroids and all that. Yeah. So it's um, a symbiotic relationship that right. we have with the yeah. animals, right? That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. We care for them because in the end, they're serving us. Yeah. At least a portion of them, right? Um, cows, chickens, pigs. And so um, I do believe that we are, I, I, well, the data shows, it's not about me, mm -hmm. the data shows that we're meat eaters. And so that's what I think we do. But I will forever, um, uh, I, well, I say forever, I will just never eat the meat that is that is conventionally raised meat no. because it's mm -hmm. sick and it's sad and it's terrible. You know, the things that they do to chickens and the things that they do to these pigs, uh, it's, it's, it's horrific. It's cruel. It's, yeah. it's cruelty. Yeah. It's I mean, not no, what we were put here to we're do. That's not what we were to do, you know, Yeah. You know, <clears throat> that we take care of them, they take care of us. It is mm -hmm. not to mm -hmm. exploit and and dominate and, and, and exact cruelty on them. Ugh. I'm absolutely, it's, it's horrible. Awful. Yeah. However, we have to acknowledge the truth. Mm -hmm. And once we can acknowledge the truth, we can make mm -hmm. good choices for everybody who's involved right. in that, mm -hmm. in, in the entire ecosystem. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But I think we've gone off the rails a little bit when it comes to our food because <laughs> it's hard of all not this, to. you know. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, we're both animal lovers. <coughs> Excuse me. We're both animal lovers. Mm -hmm. I, I understand when you people talk say we go back out into nature, we watch nature. You watch how it plays out. You see the you know the how life consumes life and gives back to life and mm -hmm. all these things. When you're really there and you see those laws of the universe, yeah. well, those laws are a part of us as well. Mm -hmm. But now we've turned all of this stuff into clean eating. I mean, <clears throat> I think we can agree processed fruits and industrial farmed animals and genetically modified organisms in our plant food is not good. Huge problem. It's not good for us. It's, yeah. it's, a big, it's not good for our planet either. No. And, but with this idea of living a healthier lifestyle, clean eating, it's morphed into this moral hierarchy about food. It's like we've turned eating into a religion. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got mm -hmm. vegan. I'm a vegan. You're a flexitarian, prescatarian, vegetarian, <laughs> meat eater. I mean, it's like we've turned it into yeah. a religion. It's become a religion for mm -hmm. some people. Mm -hmm. And religion is the politics of God. Yeah. All right. And we're taking the turning food into some kind of political thing. And it's. You know, it's now our food is what we eat and what we don't eat, and it's becoming a way of separating people into camps. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, like I said, I understand and respect and appreciate people's choices, but when you don't respect other people's rights mm -hmm. and their choices as well, uh, Nikki, aren't we running the risk of turning this whole food thing into another form of like persecution yeah. of us against mm -hmm. them, kind mm -hmm. of a thing? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a it's a it's a big problem because really what it comes down to, I mean, I. Food has become so difficult 
And it's just so basic. Mm -hmm. We just eat food, right? I mean, but we also listen to what the what the big marketing companies tell us. Like, oh, what's well, food? It must be healthy for healthy for us because mm -hmm. they tell us it is. Instead of saying, does it come from the ground? Has it been fed what it's supposed to feed? What it's supposed to eat? And is it going to nourish us? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really what it is. It's 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 micronutrient density. It's nourishment for us, um, and and we we have to understand that it's it's basic mm -hmm. it's not that hard what does make it difficult now though is is considering um you know people's health status what they have going on and mm -hmm. you know there you have some questions that i know are going to come up regarding um some some different situations with people and food but um it's it's just for most of us just really basic mm -hmm. we eat a lot of plants that's what we need. We need a lot of plants. Mm -hmm. We need a lot of diversity in our plants. Mm -hmm. So for those who are the, the workout people who say, I eat chicken and broccoli and rice every day because that's what's healthy. Mm -hmm. It's not. Wow. <laughs> that is not yeah. healthy. We want diversity. We want lots and lots of diversity yeah. in our vegetables. The more diverse our vegetables, the more diverse our microbiome. Our microbiome is our gut bacteria or our, our microbiota, our whole whole body um, but we have to feed those because it's our mental and emotional health it's our physical health it's our immune system mm -hmm. it's we are I was saying this earlier but we're just bug carriers is all we are and if the bugs are happy we're happy if the bugs are not happy we're not happy I never so, thought about that it's true, true right? we, it's <laughs> true we are more bug than not bug <laughs> right. <laughs> right I never thought about that yeah. yeah yeah so for everybody the general statement is lots of vegetables and then mm -hmm. that's where things change because genetically some of us need more protein some of us need more fat some of us need more carbohydrate mm -hmm. vegetables are carbohydrates i'm not talking about bread and cereal and pasta right so i'm talking about so for me i'm a low fat lower protein lower not low lower fat lower protein higher carbohydrates so mm -hmm. This is why I did really well being vegan and vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Now I'm still was missing some things, and so wouldn't want to do it for a, any longer than I did. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> because of my genotype, I know this is why I did really well. My husband, on the other hand, if I have him go vegan for a week, which we do when we detox, yeah. he's flipping out. Yeah. But he is the exact opposite of me genetically, or in, or in this one particular genotype. Mm -hmm. It's super interesting. So I always like guessing what my clients are. <laughs> well, the detoxing is really good, right? Yeah. To, to be able mm -hmm. to cleanse out and mm -hmm. to do those kinds of cleanse. Mm -hmm. And I think intermittent fasting every once in a while is yeah. good for you as well because it helps the cells to start to regenerate. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I think when you go to, to any kind of fasting that goes beyond intermittent fasting, then it becomes an obsession. It becomes like an eating disorder. It, it, it can, can lead to it if can. you're doing that, right? But there's some pretty interesting data on, on true fasting, whether it's a day or two days or three days. Yeah. And, um, you know, they've now got the, the, the fasting mimicking diets. So it's right. sort of pretty cool. And that would be considered a diet in my mind, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and so, and I think that those are, I mean, they're, they're showing the, the benefits to our mitochondria and to our cells mm -hmm. and the anti-aging benefits. And so there's this fine line between, um, uh, calorie restriction and, uh, intermittent fasting and fasting, and then just like prolonged dieting with 500 calories 
for you know three months or whatever yeah. the, the people used to do back in the day. Yeah. There is a fine line, but there is benefit if you're doing it the right way. Calorie restriction can be a great, great thing, but we can't obsess about it. We have to do it carefully. Yeah. If you don't know how to do it, find the guidance on how to do it. Yeah. Um, and then, um, um, and just kind of do it periodically, but we don't want to be fanatic about stuff like mm-hmm. that. But we, I think it's, the data is pretty amazing. No, it is. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's really amazing, but I yeah. think it can lead. Sometimes I think we can go, you know, as human beings, we tend to be obsessive or we can be, especially yeah. if we have sure. a, uh, um, I wouldn't say competitive nature or a goal oriented. We, you know, mm-hmm. we've got to meet that goal, and so mm-hmm. we push ourselves to the limit. Right. And we see how much farther we can go, and sometimes that can be good, but not so good when we're. It's true. Or with our health and our diet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, it's true. We we need to have nutrients. We need to eat. Yeah. It's pretty important for function. <laughs> kind of important. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, but I worried about some, you know some of the times of those things of with uh, intermittent fasting and all is that. People who have eating disorders could be drawn to some things like that. And, you know, yeah. like anorexia or, or bulimia mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. So, you know, we want to be able to make sure that we're doing what's right for our bodies, right? And yeah. And not get sucked into something that could be harmful to us. And that's a really, that's, you know, such a deep underlying mental and emotional situation. You know, so often those things come from trauma. Yeah. Um, sure. And, uh, you know, it's a... It's a control. And so, yeah, I know, you know, in, in practice, I do a really, really comprehensive intake. And mm-hmm. so I'm looking at history, mental and emotional history, mm-hmm. um, any kind of trauma you know, that, that they might have experienced in their life. And so, yeah, those are always thing, things that when I'm working with someone that I have to take into consideration. And if there is someone that I'm working with who has any kind of um, uh, uh, issue, you know, any kind of eating disorder, there's always a therapist on board. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's important because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you got to be able to work through those issues. And as you yeah. work through those issues, you begin to eat healthier and you mm-hmm. feel better and all those things. So, well, I want to get into some of these diets that we talked, this, this, that four letter word we don't want to talk about. And, <laughs> you know, you can only use it on this very discretionary when you, when you say it. But I would like to, for people to know uh, some of the differences, uh, the mm-hmm. pros and cons of these diets, yeah. so that they have it and they can make the choices for themselves and mm-hmm. they can meet someone like you and helping them to understand a little bit more about what they are so that you don't get confused by some of the propaganda that's out there mm-hmm. and all the things that people, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot. And so could you just help us out a little bit. Let's start with the, the vegan diet since we've kind of been talking about that. Yeah, vegan diet. I don't know if there's a lot more than what we've already <coughs> talked about. I think that it can be a good thing. Um, now, I guess where there can be a problem is when you start to say, you know, you've heard of the the, the fat vegetarian or the, the, mm-hmm. the what, 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 is it, what do people say, the unhealthy vegetarian anyway you know it's supposed to be well you could be isn't it like you can uh, a vegan diet includes french fries and beer right you exactly can, that's, I mean, that, that's exactly my point it wasn't coming eat, out very well but I, yeah i could eat a lot of french fries drink a lot of beer i'm having a vegan diet <laughs> that'd be a great day that might be my friday i don't know <laughs> that might be my friday today <laughs> i'm gonna go have a vegan diet today i'm gonna go out with my brothers guys you ready we're gonna go out <laughs> good times. Good times. Um, so yeah, you know, there, there's that where people they they fear that there's not that much to eat, but they don't want to eat the fish or they don't want to mm-hmm. eat the the meat, you know. And, and and a lot of it does stem from not so much health issues, but 
I love animals and I don't want to eat animals. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should eat animals. And beef is inflammatory, which can be, right? So if it's an unhealthy animal, it will create inflammation with us, mm-hmm. in us. If we eat too much of it, even if it's pasture-raised, mm-hmm. it can be inflammatory. Mm-hmm. So it's it's understanding that, that nothing is black and white. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a problem. We try to make things black and white. Yeah. Either or. This mm-hmm. is it. It's just not. It's just not. not I don't know not. anything really that is except, well, maybe good and bad, you know, good and evil. <laughs> good and evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty black and white. Yeah. Um, <coughs> it's true. <laughs> So, um, I, we ha- I think, what do I want to say? Genetics is such a huge piece of what we should eat. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite parts of practice is looking at genetics. And I'm not an expert, but I do use it as a tool a lot of the time because someone can ask me, um, I'm a, I, so even as recently as, you know, last week, someone said, I, I'm going into the, 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 the the professional wrestling, but not the mm-hmm. not the what's it, what's it called W it's not WWE. W, w, well, it used to is be it, WWF. I don't even WWE. Isn't that the fake stuff? Yeah, that's no, a, so that's not a, the fake stuff. The like the real oh, well, like hardcore wrestling, fighting, Olympic boxing wrestling kind of the, stuff that yeah. I don't like to watch. The, oh, the um, um, gosh, the um, yeah, I know what that. Yeah, fighting. you know what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> it's not coming to me. It's but anyway, yeah. so that's what he's training for. Right. I was like, great for you. I just don't want to watch, but I'll help you. <laughs> you know. Right. Um, but one of the things to do is look at his genetics and look at it. So there's there's a genotype called apolipoprotein E, mm. and or ApoE for short. And it can get, <coughs> gosh, I'm sorry. It can give us so much information. Um, it can give us information about your potential toward Alzheimer's. It can give you information mm. about um, if you're a higher fat, moderate fat, lower fat, um, protein, carbohydrate. You know, that's what I know about me. And there mm-hmm. are others, but this is a really big one, and I love to look at it. And like I was saying, I love to talk to people and hear how they eat and what they feel they need and guess. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's like I want to I want to do a right. study on how well I can guess yeah. their, their genotype. <laughs> can you get a lot from just by what people say to you? I mean, when you're listening to what they like and what they don't like, can you clue in on those A things? little bit, yeah. but it's more the macronutrients. So it's Got not, it. it's okay. not um, you know, I like to eat broccoli it's just it's, you know i some people will they'll be really intense i don't need meat yeah. and i feel like okay that's my genotype right uh, it's apoe4 it's a three four or four four wow this is amazing it's cool it's stuff really it's cool really cool stuff, stuff. Yeah. yeah um <clears throat> then you might be i think my husband's a two two mm-hmm. which is totally the opposite end he might be a two three i don't remember but it is that's a high fat higher protein they still need vegetables that should still be the bulk but they have to have good, healthy fats. Those are the people who do really well on the bulletproof coffee. Ah, that yeah, kind of thing, yeah, you know. I they love, feel like yeah. my brain is working, working. now. Yes. Yeah, I have yeah. to. Ha- I mean, I have to have mm-hmm. that kind of, uh, I guess, uh, stimulant, mm-hmm. and then my brain feels like it's on point. At, if I don't have coffee, for instance, mm-hmm. anymore, I feel like I'm completely, like I, I can't function. I can't seem yeah. to get into yeah. the rhythm of my day. So this yeah. is more about the coffee. It's the fat, the fat that's yeah. added right. to it. Yeah. yeah, and they do. And so it's it's interesting because he and his best friend, they're almost the same genotype, and they both like, I just feel so good when I put fat in my coffee. I'm like, wow. perfect. Wow. Whereas a genotype like mine, if we want to maybe move into keto. Yeah, let's do the keto. <coughs> keto. Keto is high fat. It can be 60 to 90% fat. 
which for some people are going to do really well on that. Yeah. Me, if I do a keto diet, I don't process fat like other genotypes do. Mm -hmm. And so that can create a problem. So I would not do a keto diet for myself or for anybody else who who has my genotype, either a 3-4 or a 4-4, because it could be more detrimental. I will tell people that dietary cholesterol has very little um, influence on serum cholesterol. That could be different for somebody like me. Mm. And so I want to, I'm aware I eat fat. We have to have fat. We have to have fat for hormone production, for mm -hmm. cellular integrity, for brain function, you know, so many things. We have to have fat. But and there was for many years, they had like almost a, a war against fat. Fat oh my wasn't gosh. good. Talk about and it was sugar food. was uh, Yeah. The sugar was okay. And the fat was yeah. not okay. Yeah. And it was actually the reverse. Man. Right? You talk about messing up uh, a society for many years, and we're just trying to come back from that. Um, it's it's so sad, and it was truly political. Again, part of what I did my thesis on, <coughs> I'm so sorry, um, was, it, I think it was in the 50s, and I, I can't remember the exact story, and it's kind of long, but president got hold of some information that fat causes cardiovascular disease. Mm -hmm. He says, we're going to cut fat out of our diets. Mm -hmm. And so he, of course, it was, was then sort of, uh, it was, it wasn't mandated, but the whole society went into this whole low-fat mode. Yeah. So sugar, yeah, sugar was okay. And even this, this oh, just makes me so mad. My dad decided to go vegan, mm -hmm. according to this book, and I told him, there's a lot of sugar there. He's like, sugar's fine for me, I just can't do fat. And I just wanted to just scream. I was yeah. like, this is not okay. And this is a doctor telling people that this is okay. Crazy. It just drives me crazy. When, and they put the doctor behind, in front of that, and then all of a sudden that gives them the authority mm -hmm. to be able to tell people how to do things without them really researching like what you do mm -hmm. about their own particular genome, their own particular yeah. body, what is right for mm -hmm. them. And so they just make a blanket statement that this is the way to do mm -hmm. it, and then people buy into it because mm -hmm. they've got the doctor in front of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And, I'll, and I will tell you that the, this guy, his book, had some good points, again, mm -hmm. going back to vegan being anti-inflammatory. Mm -hmm. <coughs> but he believes that it's a lifestyle, that vegan, you should have a vegan, low-fat diet, sugar doesn't matter, for everybody. No, that's, that's his. It's a blanket statement as, as far as he's concerned. Veganism is a privilege. It's not a cure. Yeah. Okay. It's because we live. That's a great, thing to, great way of putting it. Veganism is a privilege. It's not a cure. It's, mm. a, it's a thing that we are very fortunate to be able to have the option and the mm. choice to do. Yeah in this country and other westernized countries because we have access to the industrialization of food mm -hmm. that allows people to fly things in here and give us those vegetables and fruits and all those things mm -hmm. all around us but it doesn't take into account the poor people the majority of people that live on this planet that are dependent upon animals and dairy and food <coughs> from the mm -hmm. ocean three billion people on this planet take their food their protein they get it from the ocean a billion people make a living off of the ocean. 500 million people make their life, they support their families from the ocean. Mm -hmm. People don't understand that mm -hmm. when they say those blanket statements like that, who impacts? Mm -hmm. It's not you. It's the poor person. It's mm -hmm. the poor mother. It's the poor father. It's those people that it, that it hurts. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. So, so. yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um, 
So anyway, back to the <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, keto. keto and then uh, let's hit paleo diet too because yeah. that seems to be the uh, uh, reaction or response to the vegan diet that came out. And we're going to just be cavemen now. And cave Kinda, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and it's interesting. But yeah, so I believe keto to be also a great therapeutic diet. Mm. It's shown amazing uh, benefits for um, uh, uh, beans. Um, <laughs> beans are good too, right? Beans, some, for some people, yeah. Yeah, they're showing actually that it can build the anaerobic um, uh, gut microbiome, which is a difficult one to build. So, hmm. yeah, anyway, that's a whole other topic. Um, <laughs> uh, epilepsy, sorry, epilepsy. Yeah. So, keto diet, good for epilepsy, wow. is what the data is showing. Wow, yeah, okay. really good for epilepsy. Um, also, some cancers. There has been a blanket statement put out that keto is good for all cancer. It's good for some cancers. Mm. Cancer can feed off of multiple things. We know sugar. Although, when my father-in-law was going through chemo, mm. um, it was the nutritionist, or the, I'm sorry, not the nutritionist, the dietitian, I believe, that told him, and it might have been the doctor, I don't know, but can, uh, the sugar doesn't matter in cancer. Wow. Interesting, um, to say the least. Well, sugar doesn't matter in the. In yeah, so that's. that's how just, is that? I don't understand. How <laughs> I that, I'm like that's like. Yeah. Confusing to me. So I'm it's like, inflammatory, inflammatory at the very least, right. right? But there there are cancers that do feed and proliferate yeah. from sugar, but also from hormones, also from things like glutathione, which is an antioxidant. And glutathione is an amazing antioxidant, but if you have cancer, you have to know what kind of cancer it is because if you give glutathione, which in, in my mind, I don't think it's, pro it's appropriate to give glutathione during cancer anyway. Yeah. Um, as amazing as it is, I love glutathione. It's awesome. But you have to know because that, that cancer can feed off of glutathione mm -hmm. or NAC, which is in acetylcysteine, which is sort of the precursor to glutathione. Um, there are other amino acids, I think maybe cysteine, that some cancers can feed off of. So you really have to have an understanding, and I'm certainly not an expert when it comes to cancer, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but having an understanding of the type of cancer that you have in order to know, you know, hopefully understand the best way to eat so you are fighting the cancer while you're doing whatever it else that it is that you need to do for yourself mm -hmm. for cancer. You know, I would never tell anybody what they need to do one way or the other whether it's chemo or not chemo or radiation or not radiation or whatever right mm -hmm. so um it's a it's a it's a such a difficult crazy mutating ugly disease yeah it's, you know, there's, it's oh my gosh there's some yeah. really ugly nasty diseases out yeah. there and, and if you give somebody the wrong diet or the wrong information i mean there's a there is, I mean, and it was when I was doing research for the show today, uh, one of the things that I looked at, you know, we were, you know, is one diet good for everyone? Is it, you know, no. one thing <laughs> good for all humans? What do we all need to eat? And I was looking at, uh, you know, people who were lactose intolerant and gluten, gluten intolerant and who had allergic reactions to meats and the things that, you know, could cause them inflammation or whatever, uh, cancers and that. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I found that was so surprising is that you can actually have an, alert, an, an allergy, an allergic reaction to fruit and vegetables. Yeah. And it could be deadly, absolutely deadly, and it's called... Oral allergy syndrome or pollen food syndrome, and you cannot eat raw fruit or vegetables. You can't. In some cases, you could die from it. 
So is that do we have to take that into account whenever of we're Of course. Yeah. Yeah, but what we have to do is ask why. Yeah, why? Right? right. Why is this happening? Yeah. So you got to dig because this isn't normal. So what we what we have done as a society is we don't listen to our bodies and we don't take these allergies and sensitivities and aches and pains and um, whatever it is, diseases, whatever it is that we're suffering from, we're not taking it mm-hmm. as the body going, hey, I'm trying to tell you something here, yeah. you know, and so we don't listen. And so then we just go and we cover it up with a drug or, you know, an anti-inflammatory and, uh, a, uh, you know, Advil or something like that. Mm-hmm. But if somebody, I've not dealt with that, um, but I've dealt with some pretty extreme sensitivities. Yeah. But you ask why? So I had did a food sensitivity test on a client of mine who came to me. I just can't even tell you what a mess she was. Yeah. And she's she's actually now a good friend of mine. But I'm she I mean she was in the emergency department multiple times and she had heart palpitations and her blood pressure was sky high and she first time she came to me she was in tears. Just a mess. Anyway, and so we did a food sensitivity test and she just lit up red. Everything was red. She's like, "What am I going to eat?" It's oh, not wow. what it's not what that's about. It's about understanding that the immune system is upregulated to such a degree that it's reactive to everything. So that's kind of what I see when, when we're looking at this pollen food syndrome. It's <coughs> having an allergy, and in the body, it's it, there's a there's a, a term called uh, molecular mimicry. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that term? Mm-hmm. So it's the body um, seeing one thing as the same as as another and it attacks it so we can have um we can eat a certain food like a dairy there's a a protein called butyrophilin in dairy Mm -hmm. and if we have a sensitivity to butyrophilin our body attacks our brain Wow! crazy right i've only seen it once but i'm like whoa that's amazing this is why we test and learn because there's so much that we can learn from these cool functional labs that just aren't really out in allopathic medicine it's just so cool and anyway. who would know that? I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, it's super cool. Because, you know, people have had, I mean, when you had lactose intolerant or you have certain things that you're allergic to, if you don't know that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're, ju- you're just hypersensitive to everything. You feel afraid to, for the foods that you yeah. eat. And yeah. so this actually increases mm-hmm. your fear. Yes, and your stress. And your stress mm-hmm. and your anxiety about the Which foods you eat. Which creates more inflammation and more disease. And wow. it's, this, it's this nasty circle. I wish I'd have brought it up this really cool um, <coughs> sort of graphic that shows, you know, everything leading to everything. Stress mm-hmm. and disease and autoimmune, autoimmunity and, um, you know, la- lack of sleep. And anyway, it's, it's mm-hmm. really cool graphic. But um, if somebody were to come to me in a situation like that, I wouldn't worry. Well, okay. I would worry about the food. I'm like, okay, we need to cook your fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to eat them, because that helps with, you know, taking away that protein that they're mm-hmm. having that reaction to. But I would work on the gut and work on the immune system. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. I always would work on the gut in a situation like that. And something's been compromised. Something's right? happening. Yeah. Probably, I think there's a really high chance there's an infection. So many things like that come from infection, and the body's trying to fight the infection, mm-hmm. whether it's parasite. I've had two amoebas in, in my time of practice. Wow. Um, um, and, you know, this, this, you had this really significant dysbiosis, which is an um, imbalance of the, the healthy microbes to the, to the unhealthy microbes. And the body is fighting these bugs, and some of them can trigger autoimmune disease. 
And so it starts to it just the immune system upregulates and upregulates, mm-hmm. and then it just starts getting pissed off at everything. <laughs> right? Just, Even the right, food. Right, right, <clears throat> right. So, you know, if I, I, like I said, I've not worked with anybody with this type of syndrome, mm-hmm. but the cross-reactivity or the molecular mimicry between the, the pollen or whatever is in the air and the food, that's what it is. It's a mm-hmm. molecular mimicry. And I would certainly, you know, research and look deeper into it. Mm-hmm. But that would, at this point, when I'm talking about it in my training tells me you look at the gut you deal with the immune system Mm -hmm. and this stuff probably will start to you know the symptoms will will go start to reduce and start to get out Mm -hmm. how much uh nikki you know this is fascinating i gosh wow you're amazing this is so cool (laughs) how much of our um how much of our genetic inheritance? Like, I come from an Italian background, mm-hmm. okay? We got a lot of Italians on, on one side of my family, and, all, and I just recently we've discovered uh, that there's a, there's a huge Scottish, uh, mm. Irish, other okay. you know, part of us, and yeah. Flemish side uh, from my dad's side of the family. And so, I mean, of course, there's this confluence of all these different mm-hmm. genetic factors and influences mm-hmm. and all that coming together. How much does that, from where our ancestors mm-hmm. came from? I mean, here I've got my ancestors that are coming from Scotland and mm-hmm. and and, the, and Norway and all that part and then Italians yeah. down in the middle. How much does that influence how the foods that we eat and how the, the foods affect us? So I think I mean it definitely does it, is, does it yeah, have an impact? Yeah, it's definitely there's definitely an influence. You know, when we were back in the Paleolithic days and we all had our places, the things that were around us are the things that we ate and genetically that's what we needed because that's how we were made, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there were those people who were probably the APOE 3-4 and 4-4 who were more um, plant-based and you know ate some a little bit of meat here and there and some got their fat here mm-hmm. and there. And then you have your Eskimos, right, who are probably your APOE 2-2, mm-hmm. 2-3, um, who, uh, who are you know, just all fat, right? They yeah, eat blubber and that's and what seals and yeah, all those things that they eat. That's right. what they eat. They don't get vegetables a large <laughs> part of the year. Not a large part, not up there in the, yeah. uh, the northern hemisphere. Yeah. Much, so right. you have these extremes and then you have where we are now, where it's a huge clash of everything and yeah. we're just all mutts. I mean that's what I call myself. I'm just a mutt. <laughs> and so you have the genetics <laughs> you might have the genetics for a high fat eater and you might also have the genetics for um, a low fat yeah. eater. And so then that's, you know, where it comes in that you eat lots of vegetables, just period. We eat lots of vegetables. Mm-hmm. And then if you have the ability and you want to look at your genetics and, and start to at least get a feel for what it is that you need mm-hmm. and then eating with the seasons, wherever you are, not always the easiest thing to do, you mm-hmm. know, the seasons here. I mean, we don't have a lot of things growing, but we have our winter squashes that lasts throughout the season. Mm-hmm. So it kind mm-hmm. of would make sense that those are the types of things that we should be eating. We want warm. We want cozy. We want hot foods. Mm-hmm. Then we hit spring, and we start getting a few, you know, we get the lettuces and the things that are mm-hmm. able to take colder um, colder climates, and we can start eating on those. And mm-hmm. then we have the other things that come up, and that's when, you know, the fruits and more vegetables come up. Um, and then you think about fruit, like these high sugar fruits that we don't grow here. Mm-hmm. Um, they are intended to put fat on to make wow. us gain weight so we can get through the winter. 
So think about when you're. <laughs> food is great, right? But yeah. we eat way too much fruit because it's awesome I love stuff. Fruit. It's yeah. good. Yeah. That's but that's why I'm trying to be really specific when I say eat lots of vegetables. I'm not saying eat lots of plants because grains are plants, fruits are plants. Um, yeah. I'm not so convinced that grains are really our friend. I think beans can be our friend, mm-hmm. and I'm still just sort of on the fence. I'm not a fad follower. I really want to understand the data as much as I can before I say this is what I think. Or, or And, of course, understand the person mm-hmm. who I'm working with. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but, um, so, yeah, so eating a lot of fruit is probably not a great idea for most people, hmm. um, especially if you have blood sugar issues. Wow. Um, there are going to be times when I just take people off fruit altogether. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because their blood, sh- the blood sugar levels are too high? Or yeah, just, yeah. If, they, if they are pre-diabetic, diabetic, and we're trying to control that, which can be controlled, our society or diseases of our society are all lifestyle diseases. We have a few genetic conditions that can't be helped, but our cardiovascular disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's is considered type 3 diabetes. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot that plays in there, though, right? So the genotype and... Um, the ability or inability to uh, to detox mercury, um, mm-hmm. things like that. A lot goes into that, but a lot goes into all of it. Mm-hmm. And understanding who we are, understanding our genetics, and, and the understanding that these are all lifestyle conditions mm-hmm. that we we are accountable for. Right. It's right. it's us. It's not it's our not family. It's not the food. It's probably it's, a lot of yeah. it does. Yeah, well, it's not our is. family. It's not, yeah. oh, I have cardiovascular disease in my family. I have no choice. So I just... That's just how it's going to be, and that's right. going to be my end is a heart attack, right? Just yeah, not the genetic the destiny, right? We think right. that because somebody had gout, mm-hmm. you know, like a, an uncle of mine who, you know, love him, has, an, has gout, and yeah. my, my brother, then we become this idea that yeah. that's our genetic destiny. That, mm-hmm. well, if he's got it, or my, mm-hmm. we were this alcoholics or whatever, it was, well, yeah. then that means that I'm going to be one. Yeah. And I never have felt that way. Right. Can yeah, we good. alter our genetic destiny, even when it comes to things like? Diabetes and uh, other inflammatory diseases yeah. and things that we that that's may have shown up in our family systems. Yeah, that's epigenetics. Mm-hmm. So you know the term yep. epigenetics. I love epigenetics. It's amazing stuff. So Great if you stuff. if you don't know, mm-hmm. so we have our genome, and it's you know our eye color, skin color, these things that typically don't change. Um, which though, I'm I'm gonna I'll go off. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Then we have our epigenome, and so epi mean, meaning essentially on top, right? So mm-hmm. there are these locations on genes that, that due to factors, have the ability to turn on, oh, hello, sorry, have the ability to, to turn on and off. Mm-hmm. And there are genes, our epigenome, depending on what, which one it is, there are millions, they're turning off minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, year by year, right? But there are the ones that we're researching now that we're, and this is a new science. It's mm-hmm. just it's really so new cool. science. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. But the ones Eye that opening. we're seeing yeah. and the ones that I look at in, in practice are the ones that are, you know, our pathways altered due to a, 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 a it's called a SNP, a single nucleotide polymorphism, mm-hmm. due to this SNP being turned on or off is this pathway altered so we're not actually getting the vitamin D that we think mm-hmm. we should be getting? Or is the B12 not um, getting the, or that we need a different type of B12, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many different factors that go into this. But the basic understanding that 
lifestyle affects our genome, our epigenome. Mm-hmm. And I would say our genome. There are some who are saying that our genes actually, you know, not our epigenome, but our genes change too. And I think about this when I'm thinking about when we go through chemotherapy and our mm-hmm. hair changes color or changes from straight to curly or the other way around, things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so that changes. And it, it, anyway, it's just fascinating. But we do have control. And that's what's so nice is that we do have control about things. And it's, you know, not only for our, 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 our physical health and our, and our body's health, but for our mental health as well. Our thoughts, our beliefs, our emotions, all yes. that thing can be influenced so much of it just by changing the way we feel and think and how we think and catching ourselves. We start to influence and change the, the genetic expression of those proteins yes. that come out of that uh, genome expression. And we can actually alter and change the biochemistry in our body. We can actually have a different body. Your, our bodies, I think, uh, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Nikki, but I think our, our bodies change every seven years. It's every like we, seven years, We yeah. have a completely new body. Mm-hmm. And some things are, have a quicker turnover, but, but yeah. they, they, we have an entire, entirely new body in seven years. It's crazy. When so you think about it, I mean, it's like cool. Oh, so cool. <laughs> and so what you're thinking and feeling and ex- expressing and your words and how you eat and how your activity and all that stuff and is, it plays such a huge part because what are you going to be like? seven years mm-hmm, from now mm-hmm. what are you feeding yourself internally and externally yeah. and all that stuff yeah and i think I, I just i really want to put an emphasis on that mm-hmm. because we have heard it our whole lives we've heard that what you think is who you are blah, 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 and we, you know it's like kind of goes in one ear or out the other for one stress shrinks our brain what we tell ourselves cre- can create stress mm-hmm. right so if we're talking negatively if we're in negative relationships if we're surrounded by negativity if we are a negative type of person it will create more negativity which will create more stress which will create disease it is a nasty cycle or it can go the other way around mm-hmm. having a positive outlook being positive as much as you can saying positive things mm-hmm. Talking to yourself positively. Mm-hmm. I've been really bad about that. I'm like, you're so stupid. You know, <laughs> no, I'm really not. I may not do the smartest things, but I am very right. aware. And this has been a very long process for mm-hmm. me. Well, a very long, several years anyway, of working on this. Yeah, me too. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's this is stronger than anything else in our body. Mm-hmm. And we have to take care of this and we have to feed it. We have to nurture it with words, with exercise with the food all of these things everything has to come back and nurture our brain because if it doesn't then nothing else is really going to work right well all the fuel i mean something I yep. the fuels that you eat the the different it fuels the brain you know and, mm-hmm. it, and it gives you and if you're not feeding it it will start to feed on itself mm-hmm. yeah. your body I, it won't start won't start to feed on itself and maybe you can feel like people who have been starving for example i mean i'm going off track here then the question i wanted to ask but um <laughs> People who have experienced starvation, mm-hmm. uh, prolonged people uh, in the concentration camps mm-hmm. or people that are experiencing it in Yemen and other places yeah. in the world right now, their body goes into survival mode, but it'll start feeding off of itself. But those pangs of starvation will start to go away yeah. after about 48 to 72 hours. And then it goes into some kind of, I don't know what it is, ketosis, or, but so it, it, it makes you feel high. So you're not feeling that, and it's the body. What's actually happening is, is the body is feeding on itself. Yeah, it's 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 dying and breaking down. Yeah, um, yeah, because that's obviously not where it's supposed to be. And and the most important organs are the organs that are going to be taken care of first. So you're taking away from the muscles um, in order to feed the the brain, the brain and feed and the, the heart. heart, and yeah. yeah, all of these really important um, organ systems that are going to keep us alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I want to get to really quick. I can't. This has been awesome. I know. I got to have Let's you go back another on the show. I would love to go another hour. This <laughs> Henry, is been you're going another hour. Henry, we are going. Sorry. <laughs> this is too good. This is really too good. Um, I, I really want to make sure. Will you come back? Will you come back yeah. on the show? This yeah. is great. I just want to make sure that uh, you talk a little bit about uh, your company, Taste Life Nutrition. Uh, it's at www.tastelifenutrition.com. Uh, and you offer your clients strategic evidence-based consulting to help them get over pain, fatigue, and reclaim their vitality and energy. And, and just could you share a little bit what is functional nutrition and, and what is the process of your uh, uh, during the, the consultation? You have a complimentary consultation. Mm-hmm. I do, yeah. And so functional nutrition is based in the science of functional medicine, which is looking for the root cause. And if I had it, I would bring it, or I should have brought it, but there's a, there's a great visual where it's a tree and you have all of these things at the root of the tree. So stress, nutrition, exercise, um, mental and emotional health, all of these things. I'm sorry, not mental and emotional health, but all of these things down that are the root. I don't know if there are five or six or seven of them. I should probably know these by heart, but anyway. Um, anyway, and so all of these things are what are going to affect the branches and the leaves. And so if something is wrong, then we have a branch that gets wilty or withery and doesn't grow leaves, whatever it is. So we, it's, it's looking at the root cause, understanding what that is. It might be m- multiple root causes, and one root cause can create another root cause. But then working on those, instead of working um, way downstream at the leaves, we're working way upstream at the root cause to understand or to, to help the body to balance itself. Mm-hmm. So we balance these things. We get rid of the bacteria or the infection or whatever it might be. And the body can up, go up here then and take care of its all of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to touch that because the body can touch it. Mm-hmm. Well, the body's going to want to naturally go into homeostasis anyway, right. right? We're always looking towards getting into balance. Yep. And if we've gone too far out of balance, the body's going to do whatever it can to mm-hmm. get back into mm-hmm. balance, even make us sick sometimes, right? Yeah. In yeah. order to get us back into because mm-hmm. it's like a wake-up well, call, it's, right? it's, Yeah, it's talking to you. Yeah. That's, that's the body talking to you. If you're sick... You got this all the stuff that I have right now. It's your body saying you got a cold. You need to go rest. <laughs> yeah. That's usually a good, pretty clear, very simple, yeah. straightforward yeah. kind of a thing. Uh, do stress, fatigue, and low libido, various inflammations of the body, all that you know, things that are important to it. Does that have roots in unhealthy foods? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Unhealthy food creates a ton of stress, mm. and then of course inflammation, and then when again you have the the cycle of all of these things that are connected. So yeah, we. Um, we have to eat good, healthy, balanced food. Mm-hmm. We have to have good, healthy, balanced exercise. We have to have good, healthy um, stress. Not too much stress, probably not too little stress. Mm-hmm. A little bit of stress is a motivator, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but it can get out of control. Too much exercise, it can get out of control and be yeah. inflammatory. So um, I will say that I hate hate the term everything in moderation mm-hmm. cuz it's very relative mm-hmm. you know a, <laughs> a, a a six pack of wine or you know, you know <laughs> six bottles of wine yeah six bottles total of wine total moderation for me. I got that <laughs> right. italian yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i like that all my italian family six bottles of wine moderation done. Done. i'm totally moderated <laughs> yeah um, and so right. please don't say that and don't come to me and say it um, but, but we, balance <clears throat> balance is very important mm-hmm. in understanding you and your body and finding somebody it doesn't have to be me that can help you find that balance and I understand what's going on i just love the, i love how you're 
you're, 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 you're helping people to understand themselves and their own body mm-hmm. and, what, and their own uniqueness. What, what, what is mm-hmm. their makeup? What is yep. going to give them? Because it's, it's recognizing that not everything, every, every diet, every, every fat diet, every diet, everything is not going to be right for everybody. Right. What's right for you? and your energy and your vitality and what's best for your health because mm-hmm. health is your greatest mm-hmm. wealth you're different than everybody mm-hmm. else yeah. there's nobody like you even under the same household if you have a twin you have a different experience and a different life and a different body incredible absolutely good incredible. stuff this is really good stuff yeah uh i just want to do a quick shout out to henry out here who is uh, our station manager and the and the head over at kuhs the stream we are streaming out here all across Denver, all across the nation, and all across, all the, across world, the world, which is amazing. I know. It? It's like kind of weird. How is that possible? I, I know. It's like, and, and it's such an honor to be <laughs> your host for this show and all the people that tune in from around the world. Uh, thank you so much for, for, for allowing me to be your, uh, you know, be here every week with you or every other week with you. And, uh, you know, thank you so much. Um, I also want to make sure before I sign out, uh, I have a new book out there. That's awesome. So it's called Meditations with Masters of the Axial Age. Uh, It's a self-help book for the soul. You will meet uh, six different masters from this very huge, uh, epic period of, of human history called the Axial Age. And it's really about, again, helping you to get tap into your spirituality, your soul. Not allowing anybody else to have that control. You have command of that. And these teachers help you to start making those, those, those choices and those changes in your perspective to give you uh, some clues about what moves your soul. So check it out. Can Medi- you get it on Amazon? You can get it on Amazon. I'm going to Amazon as soon as the show's over. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> Go on to get it on Amazon, uh, paperback, ebook. You can also get it um, on book, uh, storebookbaby.com. You can get it at Barnes and & Noble and, and all over. So check it out. Cool. I um, love it. Nikki, before I, uh, before I close, I always ask my guests um, for the show. Um, kind of way we close it out. If you could give one bit of advice, one bit of wisdom from your life experience, what would it be? Mm. Um, kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> It's not everything simple. We do. We make things way too complicated. Yeah, yeah. There are things that are more simple than we make them, and not everything (laughs) is simple. But, um, you know, sometimes we just got to take the – we just make things so much more than it has to be. So – Especially food. Keep That's it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. There's supposed to be a better S. Uh, you know, keep it keep it simple, silly. Or <laughs> I don't usually keep call it people simple, silly. <laughs> you sillies. Keep it simple. <laughs> oh, thank you, Nikki, yeah, so much thank for you. being so much, such a, so much fun. Such a treat. And her um, information, you can find her at www.tastelifenutrition.com. Uh, and if you want to get a, a consultation, that's the best place to go is to find you yeah, on your website. Yeah, I actually right? have a free assessment <clears throat> online, and I'll reach out to you personally if, if it's something that you want to fill out. And um, we can chat about it. We can email about it. Um, it just gives some, you know, a yeah. little bit of direction. And then if we want to move further beyond that, then so we do. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Will you come on again? Yes. Awesome. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to the council. We'll be back again with you in two weeks. 
uh, with another great guest. Uh, Council is adjourned. May you all be well. May you all be free of pain and suffering. May you all be whole. God bless. We'll see you in two weeks. I love it. You're good at that sitting still. I know.